trademark folks. Welcome back to another episode of The Dish on Trademarks with your friendly neighborhood trademark agent, Jamie. I am uh, the founder and CEO of Trademark Depot, which is a boutique um, trademark services agency. And we basically do everything from searching to opposition. So today's episode is all about trademarks, obviously, and how they prevent confusion. So you've probably heard about uh, confusing marks existing and basically how protecting your brand can avoid having any potential confusion in the marketplace. Essentially, confusion, for those of you who don't know, is anytime two brands exist that are so similar that the purchasing consumer would potentially confuse the two brands. So again, for, for confusion to, to actually happen, the brands have to exist basically in the same space. It doesn't have to be an identical space, but it has to be a similar space. So for example, if you have brand A that is similar or identical to brand B and brand A exists in the clothing space and brand B exists in the cosmetic space, for example, you would likely have some consumer confusion. And it's not because the brands are going to be sold in the same channels of trade or that the consumer will think that brand A and brand B are somehow related. It's because brand A has the potential to expand into the same business area as brand B. So for example, Tommy Hilfiger is a very well-known brand for clothing. However, Tommy Hilfiger also has fragrance, which is considered cosmetics. So Tommy Hilfiger doesn't have to make actual makeup, but just the fact that they have expanded into the fragrance area, brand A and brand B could potentially become confusing because of the existence of the potential of expanding into similar spaces. Now, when we look at confusion, one of the biggest areas that we need to focus on is, of course, you know, areas of business, channels of trade. Um, will these two brands ever travel in the same channels? If the answer to this question is yes, then there is potential confusion. So, If we look at the other end of the spectrum, for example, and we take a trademark like Dove. Dove is a well-known trademark for soap. It's also a well-known trademark for chocolate. So taking Dove as an example, the channels of trade, the goods and services are completely different. There is no way that a soap company is ever going to expand into making chocolate and vice versa. Dove for chocolate is not ever going to expand into the soap industry. So these two trademarks can peacefully coexist because there's never going to be a consumer that sees, even even if these two trademarks were placed right next to each other on a store shelf, nobody is going to think that Dove, the soap company, is making Dove the 
chocolate. So when we look at confusion and we look at what could potentially be problematic, we really have to look at the channels of trade, the goods and services, because those are probably one of the most important um, aspects of confusion overall. Now, that's not to say that this is the only criteria that the trademarks office looks at when assessing confusion. There are a bunch of different things that they are going to look at. Um, they are going to look at how similar the marks are. Again, the goods and services of the marks, the channels of trade. They'll even look at, you know, the potential consumer. So, for example, if brand A and brand B are similar in similar spaces, but brand A's goods or services cost $5,000, whereas brand B's goods and services cost $19.99, this is something um, that the Trademarks Office is going to take into consideration. Um, most consumers when spending $5,000 are going to take their time to research the good or service um, because they're not going to just spend $5,000 on a whim. So this is something else that the trademarks office looks at when assessing confusion. Another thing that we have to look at is um, the length of time the marks have been in use. Um, and arguably um, how famous they are. In a very recent case by Jack Daniels, there was a company that created a dog toy called Bad Spaniels. Now, the Bad Spaniels um, dog toy actually mimicked Jack Daniels' bottle almost to a T, same font, a play on words, Jack Daniels, Bad Spaniels. And of course, Jack Daniels went after the uh, the company that created the toy. Now, it was a very lengthy case. Um, the, um, the courts unanimously um, ruled that Bad Spaniels was in fact trademark infringement as it could cause confusion to the general public to lead them to believe that Jack Daniels was expanding into the toy trade or that Jack Daniels had any association with the dog toy. So you really have to be careful when creating brands. If there's something that is wildly popular, even famous, you're, you're going to want to stay away from it, far away from it. Uh, another really popular case is the Barbie trademark. Barbie, obviously the toy by Mattel, which is, you know, an icon, um, sued Barbie's restaurants, saying that the restaurants actually um, gave the impression that they had something to do with Mattel's iconic toy. Now, in the case of Barbie the toy versus Barbie's the restaurant, Barbie actually lost. The courts ruled that there was not enough evidence that anyone who was eating at Barbie's restaurants would believe that this restaurant had anything to do with Mattel's Barbie toy. And that was mostly because the restaurant was not Barbie toy themed. It was um, a play on words for barbecue. So the courts decided that there was no 
risk of consumer confusion. It's really important to remember that um, when we're talking about confusion, we're not talking about confusing goods and services. We are only really talking about naming those goods and services something that is so similar to an already existing brand. So for example, there are hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands clothing companies, hundreds of thousands of um, fragrance companies, hundreds of thousands of beverage companies, but they all have different names. If we look at Coke and Pepsi, for example, these two companies make identical products. They make soft drink, they make energy drinks, they make a slew of different goods and services, but their names are different enough to allow the consumer to differentiate the two marks. So when we're talking about confusion, we're really not talking about your competitors. We're not talking about not having the same goods and services as someone else in the market. What we're talking about is not having the same name or even a a name that is too similar. So let's get to the nitty gritty on how to avoid confusion. Now, when you are creating your brand, um, you come up with a name that you think is just absolutely phenomenal. It's going to resonate with your consumers. It's going to describe your brand. Um, You actually have to make sure that you've done a valid trademark search. Now, trademarks are obviously the only legal right to protect your brand. A trademark will give you the exclusive rights across whatever country you're filing in to use that name or design logo, slogan, whatever it is that you're, that you're going to be using, um, in connection with the goods and services you're using it with. So when you are starting a business or you've got a fantastic idea, you've got a great name, you absolutely should do a trademark search. Now, it's not to say that if there's no um, trademarks in the market or no trademarks actually on the register, that common law trademarks don't exist. But I think we will save um, common law rights and everything that surrounds those for a different episode, because right now we're just talking about how to avoid confusion and how to absolutely secure your trademark without running into trademark infringement proceedings, which are expensive, lengthy, and really not something that you want to be on the receiving end of. So when you're creating that brand, that brand that is going to take the world by storm, you want to make sure that there is nothing else that exists that is similar or identical. Um, I don't think I can stress this enough because it is so incredibly important. I mean, Companies protect their trademarks for a reason. And the reason that they, they protect their trademarks is that, you know, nobody else can use their brand to confuse the public, to, um, ride the coattails, you know, of, of a popular brand. Um, intellectual property rights exist for this reason. A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of businesses that are just starting, um, they don't really give enough clout to how important a trademark is, um, how important a trademark search is. You know, a Google search is, is 
not enough because a Google search is not going to give you marks that are similar or that convey the same idea because those marks will also be problematic when trying to um, register your trademark and launch your brand and sell your goods or services. So I think the bottom line here, um, and I'm hoping that you kind of got this message uh, from this episode, but the bottom line is when you're going into the market, or if you've already gone into the market, and you're not sure if the brand that you've created is is potentially confusing with a with an existing brand, um, the best thing to do is to reach out to a trademark professional and have a search done. Because if you plan on launching this brand, or if you've already launched the brand, um, you know, it could be a year, two years, three years, five years down the road, and you have no idea that this competing brand exists or this this confusing brand exists. And all of a sudden, you have spent an unreal amount of money marketing and advertising. And I'm just going to tell you that it is an unreal amount of money. But only to have to either change your name or rebrand um, or worse, end up on the hook for thousands of dollars of damages if you've actually been selling your goods and services the um the company with whom you may be confusing could sue you for damages which would mean an accounting of profits and it's just a really messy situation and a situation that if you can avoid it and you can um by just carrying out a proper trademark search you are absolutely going to want to do that and again it's it's not a google search because trademark professionals use a very specific licensed software to carry out these searches. Um, it's not just going to identify anything that's identical. It's really going to identify marks that are, you know, convey the same idea or are so similar that it could potentially cause confusion in the marketplace. So as always with uh, these episodes of our podcast, I really, really hope that you... Um, took some information, learned from the information that I provided. Um, and of course, if you have any questions whatsoever, do not hesitate to, you know, drop us a line, ask us a question. You know, at Trademark Depot, we honest to goodness care about our consumers' brands, our clients' brands, as much as we do about our own brand. Because if you come to us and we cannot get your trademark registered or or we carry out a search and we see that you know, the chances of your trademark actually successfully registering are not, you know, very good, then we won't file that trademark application because we feel that going into the market with a brand that really is not available could be potentially uh, a brand killing mistake. So I hope you found it um, interesting. Again, I hope, you know, my voice isn't too cringy. Um, and of course, stay tuned for our next episodes where we're going to take a deep dive into a whole slew of topics with respect to trademarks and what they do and, and, you know, how they will definitely help your business. Um, but for now, this is your friendly neighborhood trademark agent over and out. <laughs>